My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be good all time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour as we roll all the way till 3 o'clock. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, when we get John Bonencamp on, the uh, editor of The Hawkeye, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Johnny, good afternoon, pal. How are you doing? We're doing great. Are your brackets uh, wasted away, or are you still looking good? No, oh, they were long gone by about <laughs> last Sunday, so uh, I'm not even paying attention anymore. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, are you looking forward to watching UCLA and Kentucky tonight? Well, that'd be an interesting game, and I mean it. You know, it may it may determine on on what happens next with Indiana. So mm-hmm. um, you never know. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that should be that should be the best game of the night. I think. Are your sources uh, indicating to you that Alford's a lock for Indiana, or are you hearing anything different? Well, I mean, I think you know, and I mean, I talked to I I did a radio show the other day over in Indiana, and, mm-hmm. and you can tell that. He's not quite as popular as what I think he thinks he is. Okay. And, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of people that have a lot of questions about him and they have a lot of questions about the Pierre Pierce deal. And, you know, again, that was, you know, that, that still is hanging around just because he hasn't really addressed it fully to, you know, to, to, to kind of move on from it. And, and, I, and I think he, you know, until he does that, there's going to be a lot of questions that he's going to have to face. If it is an Alford. If uh, he either says no or they look to go in a different direction, mm-hmm. you know, with the run of Xavier, we were talking a little bit earlier about that and Chris Mack. What else is out there? What what other direction could you see the Hoosiers turning to? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, whether whether they look at the Xavier coach, whether they look at, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know who knows? You know, the Dayton coach, Archie Muller, you know, you don't know. And, um you know, there's a lot of different ways they can go, and I mean, I think the money is there. I think, I mean, obviously, it's a great job. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great program. It's one that you can really turn into a championship contender if you if you know where to get the players, and, and I mean, if you can get the Indiana kids to stay in the state. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, they have in my mind, they have their choice because I think there's going to be a lot of interest. So. You know whether they go the old guard, you know, bring back Indiana royalty to coach, or whether they look somewhere else. You know, I mean, that's up to the AD, I guess. But um, you know, they they can go any number of directions. I would think. I'm just curious when you said that there's a lot of feeling about on Alford from Indiana people that you have had contact with, or at least heard about on the radio. What kind of feelings are those when you say they're pretty much negative? Well, I mean, they're, they're they're wondering, you know. I mean, they, they, they I mean, the Pierre Pierce thing still is there. Okay. And I mean, okay. that's, you know, and I mean, and and, and I mean, that's that's going to be something that he's going to have to answer directly, not through a statement, you know, like he did when he got hired at UCLA. And I think that's that's a general feeling among among the you know those who don't want him in Indiana is, is why did you do this? 
you know, why, why, you know, even after all this time, you know, you know, you go back to that statement, you know, he made when he was hired at UCLA, and he blamed everything on, on Iowa officials, who, by the way, I mean, they were as much culpable in, in this as he was. Because, I mean, they could have very easily told him, no, you're not keeping him on the team. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. But, I mean, it, you know, I mean, this was, this was a collective failure. And as I said the other day, it was a textbook way on, on how never to handle something like this. But, um, you know, it, it, um, it, you know, I mean, I, I think that that's one of the things people like. And, I mean, you know, keep in mind now, it's been a long time since he's been there. So a lot of that younger booster crowd, you know, 40s and 50s, they don't look at him the way they did maybe 15 years ago when some of those people still remembered the 87 championship team and, you know, and all that and remembered them fondly. I mean, it, there's a lot of people there that don't really necessarily consider him Indiana royalty. And so, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's not exactly, I mean, maybe it is a done deal. Who knows? But I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel like it would have maybe 15 years ago when everybody wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as you go through and you look at this, uh, John, there is a coaching job that became available and went the other way across the river from you over in Illinois. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go out and get Brad Underwood, a guy that everyone has really enjoyed, going back to his days at Stephen F. Austin, his one year at Oklahoma State, turning around an 0-6 start in the Big 12. Illinois has been called a sleeping giant. Is that a term that is used too much, or do you think the Illini can get back and be a consistent winner at a high level in the Big Ten still? Oh, I think they can be a consistent winner in a high level. But I mean, you got to, you know, one of the things though, when and I read some of the comments from the Illinois people. Well, you know, he's got to recruit in Chicago. Well, okay, that's fine, but there are a lot of fertile Midwest grounds within Illinois' footprint. You're talking about, you know, you can get kids out of the St. Louis area. You can get kids out of the Kansas City area. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to get the kids in Illinois, you know, in Chicago. So, I mean, you know, it depends on how he wants to recruit and where he wants to go. But, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. And, I mean, there's obviously they're putting money behind the program. They've renovated Assembly Hall. They're, you know, he got a really nice bump in salary. So, you know, I mean, the, 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 the you know, the feeling there is, okay, we want to be back to what they were back, you know, 10, 12 years ago, and they can do that. And I think the support is there. And, and I think, and I think he'll know what, I think, I think he'll know where to find the players, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the Chicago players, which everybody thinks that you have to go get. Mm-hmm. So you, you think what, wherever Underwood is comfortable in recruiting, he should stay there and try to build the program the best way that he knows how. Yeah. I think, I think you have to go. I mean, Illinois is a great state finding high school kids i mean and it's not just in it's not just in chicago area. like i said the st louis area you know there are a lot of kids on on the illinois side of the river that that play good basketball you know you look at the quad cities there are kids up there there, there are plenty of places to find kids other than just in chicago and so i think he's going to be smart enough to know i'm going to go out and find the best 13 for my team and it doesn't necessarily have to be kids from a certain area i can go find them and he knows where he's i mean you know, again, this was a guy that, you know, was an assistant, long-time assistant coach for years at, at, at Western Illinois. And, you know, granted, you're not looking for the same kind of kids, but you're, you're, you know where to find the talent if you've coached in that state before, and he's done that. Talking right now with our man John Bonacamp from the Burlington Hawkeye as we go through taking a look at the Big Ten as a whole. Let's individualize it now. Haven't had a chance uh, since the loss to TCU to talk with you. Putting a cap on this season, the future, a lot of excitement certainly there 
with Hawkeye fans. Want to talk a little bit about that. But as you look back at the 2016-27 campaign, some thoughts about this team as a whole. I think they kind of ended where we thought they would be, but the path just was completely different, I think, than anybody envisioned. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was as up and down as, as what I was saying, you know, back in November. It was going to be, you know, they were they were better in a lot of things at the end of the year than they were in November, and that's a sign of progress. That's a sign that that they were coached well and they figured it out, and it's a good sign for moving forward now because they they recognize what their deficiencies are, and especially defensively. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that 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 they really corrected from where they were in November when they had that first long losing streak. And they made a lot of progress. Again, there were some areas that they still made a lot of work in, but, I mean, they really did progress well to be at that point at the end of the year to where you could, you know, could have made an NIT run. And, and had they played some defense in last Sunday's game, they probably would have had, an, you know, another home game. And then, you know, who knows where they would have been, you know, heading into this weekend. So, um you know, I mean, like I said, it, it went, in my mind, it went exactly as what I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was, you know, the, the win total was about what I said it was going to be. And, you know, and now you've got pretty much everybody coming back. And so now you build on it. Mm-hmm. Is, is, are you saying that for the next three, four years that I'm not going to say the sky's the limit, but this team is going to be competitive in the Big Ten without any question? Oh, yeah, without any doubt. I mean, it's going to be a very deep team. So it can overcome injuries. I mean, I I think maybe, you know, maybe they couldn't afford them maybe so much in the garden court, but in, or, but in the front court, I mean, they're going to be very deep. I mean, you looking at a team that I mean, I'm I'm sure that probably maybe one player, maybe two leaves from this team this year. I mean, it's just natural in, in college basketball anymore. But they've got really good players coming in, and I think I think they're going to be they're going to have 13 guys that can give them good minutes, and that makes you a very good team down the road. And so, you know, when you have those kind of options, you can mix and match and do the things you need. And and there aren't going to be a lot of teams in the Big Ten. I'm not sure anybody's going to be as deep as they are in the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. Depth certainly going to be there. You mentioned three guys coming in, only two scholarships available at this point with Luca mm-hmm. Garza, Jack Nungi, and of course, Connor McCaffrey coming in. McCaffrey, though, is uh, intriguing because there's other options for him. We've heard, obviously, the baseball path. There's a possibility there either playing collegiately at Iowa and doing that on a full-time basis, or maybe he sees his name you know, drafted come the June draft higher than some people anticipate could go that route. We've also heard prep school. That one doesn't make a lick of sense to me. I'm sure you've heard that, John. Try to put two and two together because when I do, I come up with 23 when uh, they talk about Connor McCaffrey, who was already old for his grade, going to prep school for a year. Right. I don't see that happening. I think I think you know the, the options are, you know, it, it, and it's funny to say it this way, it's going to be either basketball or baseball, and, and there's a very real possibility he could do both. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't think the prep school thing is an option. I think he will be at Iowa next year just in, in what sport and in what capacity. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, obviously, certainly he can help them on the basketball court and he can help on the baseball field, what everybody said. So, I mean, there's a variety of options. You know, like I said, I think, you know, roster-wise, I think things shake out and there's a spot for him. And then it becomes, okay, how does he help this team if he does play basketball? You know, how does he help them in the guard court? Where does, you know, what does he do for them? All right, let's do a little uh, football conversation with the uh, okay. with the spring training opening up. Um mm-hmm. 
look, he, they always say, well, we have a quarterback competition. In your estimation, they don't really, do they? You know, I, I think it's, I don't think it's three deep, but I think it's two. And I mean, I think, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I mean, obviously they, they love Nate Stanley. That's the reason why they all day in number two last year. But you know, when, when you're in a situation, when you have two quarterbacks who really don't have, or actually three on the depth chart who really don't have a lot of experience, anything is possible in the spring. And, you know, I think they're going to look at all three and how have they progressed. I mean, I, I really do think they'll take a hard look at, at all three. I think they're all going to get an opportunity especially early on to see where they're at. But, I, I mean, I do think it's Nate Stanley's job to lose. And, you know, because I think they've invested a lot in making him the quarterback. But, again, this is an opportunity. I mean, if he, if he struggles in the spring and Tyler Uyghurs has a real good spring, then you don't know what next August is going to look like. So, you know, I mean, I, to me, it's one of the most intriguing things in the spring is, is does somebody step up at that position? Well, the other uh, position, uh, one of the uh, concerns on the offensive side of the ball is the wide receiver position. They only got three scholarship guys even going through practice right now. Uh, out of the three scholarship guys that are there at this moment, you got Young, who played last year as a true freshman, didn't see a whole lot of playing time. It, you have uh, Germanique Smith, who's been out there, just hasn't produced a whole lot. And then Falconer, of those three who do you think makes the biggest jump this season? Who's the guy think, that you know can get thirty-five catches? Maybe I think Germany Smith does, and I think it's just the simple fact that that he that he was in a lot last year, and and I mean just that experience alone, you know, and when it comes to route running and and that sort of thing, I think it gives him kind of a step up on the other guys. But again, going back to the quarterback thing, whoever the receivers are, they're going to have to develop a bond with one of these quarterbacks because you can't go in the next season with there still being some uncertainty about, you know, just, just that, that, that chemistry that, that quarterbacks and receivers have. So, I mean, I think that's why they really kind of want to see this quarterback thing done so you can work on that in August so you're not dealing with two different guys and getting to know different people and that sort of thing. So I, I think that's why, you know, they'll, they'll try to get it done. But, again, you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. John Bonenkamp is our guest. Uh, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. One other name showed up on the depth chart. We saw a little bit from walk-on Ronald Nash last year. But on the depth chart, Nick Easley. Can you yeah. tell us uh, anything about the kid from just up the road from us over in Newton? That's, that was a kid that, 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 had, that, that Kurt brought up. Had, it looked really well in the off-season conditioning. And so naturally, because there's always that one receiver in the yeah, springtime yeah. mm-hmm. that, that steps up and everybody wants to see, and then sometimes he, he pans out and sometimes he doesn't. And I think that's going to be the guy that, that is going to be, everybody's going to be talking about this spring. Is this the guy that can do things? And, and obviously, you know, considering he does have a little bit of experience, and so, so he may have a step ahead of, you know, incoming freshmen when, when they come in in, in the summer. But, um, you know, I mean, like I said, his name came up the other day, and, and my first thought was, okay, this is going to be the guy everybody's going to want to talk about, and everybody's going to want to see how he can do. And, you know, like I said, sometimes those pan out, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that I think's really kind of emerged right now as, okay, this, is, this might be a sleeper. You know, it's a kid, I, I saw some numbers, led junior college in, rece- in receptions. He was previously committed to Iowa State to walk on and changed it there. I mean, this isn't, you know, your prototypical, at least, walk-on. You mentioned him playing at a high level. Iowa Western, one of the best programs in the country at the mm-hmm. JUCO level. So 
it does feel a little bit different here where it's just not uh, some kid from small town Iowa going out there, but by the time the other uh, freshmen get in, the, the scholarship players, he's going to lose his mix. It, it feels like he's got a real shot. Oh, I think he does. I mean, again, I go back to the experience thing. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, um, you know, it, it's, I mean, he's, he's got playing experience at the Juco level. So that's going to give him kind of an edge, you know, on, because on, on, there is a big adjustment when you step up from high school to college. And there may be some, there may be some incoming freshmen who have a lot of talent, but they don't have the experience. And, and a guy like this can step in and, and maybe even early on give you some, some good, good minutes out on the field that, that you're going to need. So, um, you know, again, I, I just, I, I'm, he's an intriguing thing. I can't, you know, in a couple of weeks when we see him in Des Moines, let's see what he can do and, and, and that sort of thing. And then we'll see how much of a buzz there is after that. John, uh, quickly, uh, a basketball item. Uh, Drake Drake went out, offered uh, a coach at South Dakota. He said... He's really good. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. he, he leveraged it, sort of played Drake, got what he wanted, so he is staying at South Dakota. I'm not blaming him for that. No. Is uh, Spurrow's name keeps getting referenced. Is he really interested in that gig, or is that just uh, a name being tossed around? I think it's a name being tossed around, but, but I mean, obviously, you know, I think he does maybe want to be a head coach again. And I think that's the place that, you know, I mean, you look at it and you think, okay, what can I do with this? And, you know, it, it may be, like I said, I haven't heard anything concrete, whether he's interested or not. But I mean, I, I do think he wants to get back into head coaching again. And, you know, which would, it would be a loss for Iowa because he's done a really good job of working with this team offensively and, you know, in, in, in helping guys with their shots. And that's, and that's a good thing. So, I mean, I think he deserves another chance to coach at the, at, you know, be a head coach at the division one level, you know, whether it's Drake or not, I can't tell you that, but I mean, I, I mean, like I said, his, a lot of names have been coming up here in the mm-hmm. last couple of days after this thing kind of went south. And so, you know, anything I think right now is possible with that program. You got a feeling on that, where they're going to head? Or do you think uh, they'll just start marking names off when they say no and they'll still end up with Jeff Rudder? I, you know, I mean, I, honestly, I think, it, and, and again, this is not an, I, I think Jeff Rudder's a great coach. I think he, does, again, he's one of these guys that deserves, deserves to be a coach somewhere. But I think if he was going to be head coach there, he would he would have just they would have just kept him. I agree. And and I think that you know and and I think he deserves a shot somewhere. And I and I, I just think they're looking elsewhere right now. And you know how much interest there is out there, I can't you know I couldn't tell you. But I mean it's it's a Division One job in a pretty good mid major conference. And so you know there's going to be a lot of interest I think. And so you know I think if they were going to go in that direction, they would have done it by now. John, last thing for you, you were in Carver last night. It wasn't for a men's NIT game. It was for the women. They uh, punched their ticket to the quarterfinals. Another game coming up on Sunday against Washington State. Uh, No trip to Madison Square Garden, though, right? If they uh, get to the Final Four, everything played on campus, correct? Yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing. I I just think, you know, as long as they're in this tournament, they're going to be at home. Mm. And I, it sounds funny to say that, by the way, but I mean, I, I just don't see them playing a road game this tournament. So for them, this is an opportunity to get some games in, get some games in at home, get some experience for some of these younger kids, and they're having fun with it. I mean, they this is this is a tournament they can win. I go back to everybody saying, well, you know, they should be in the NCAA tournament. Well, you know that UConn can win that tournament, and if not UConn, Baylor, somebody. This is a tournament you can go in and get a championship and give these kids a lot of experience, and they're having fun with it. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's a it's a good game for them on Sat on Sunday. And if they win that, I think they're going to be at home. There's there's some good teams on the other side of the bracket. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for them. John, it's always fun when we catch up with you, pal. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Enjoy all the basketball. I will. You guys have a good one. See you, man. There you go. John Bonacamp, uh, he's the editor of The Hawkeye. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. So uh, I was just looking. I, I, I got to thinking about, so the Iowa women just missed the tournament. Yes. Second straight year after making the previous, what was it, nine NCAA tournaments. That's impressive. Missed the last two, but still winning records, went to the NIT, and are making a run right now. Right. But after what you saw, uh, Jenny, how do you say it, Barsenick? Close. Old, Close the old, enough. The old Jenny Lillis. Yeah. Because that's how I do her in college. Oh, the, oh, the Drake Lillis. coach. Yeah. Yes. Played at Iowa. Yeah. If the Iowa women maybe don't get to the tournament next year, mm-hmm. Drake continues on that run. Bluter's done so much for the program, and it's not a huge money maker, but it is relevant over there. It's okay, important. yeah, yeah, over there, yeah, it's relevant. And you see one of your own doing incredible things at Drake, and you know you certainly could pay a lot more in Iowa City. She's an alum. You think there could be something happening there? I don't think it'll the, happen. The pressure is so different, women to men. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah that. it's not even close. Right. Um, I don't see it happening next year. I think if Bluter, if it was like if, four straight missing the tournament, yes, yeah. then I think you're then then, yeah. then maybe the heat might get turned up yeah. a little bit. But, but even next year, yeah, I, no, I, agree. I don't know. She's I, built up enough goodwill. Yeah, done I, a good I, I agree. And here's the other thing: John mentioned it. You know what? If they go on and and win the women's NIT, yeah, yeah. I mean it's not it's not the damn. We get it. It's not even getting to no, a Sweet Sixteen. No, it's but, nothing. No. But but it's a tournament win. Mm-hmm. So that's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Yeah, with the women's Sweet 16 starts tonight, and uh, disappointing. You know, Drake had to go down and basically, well, they played a road game. They had to go down to K-State. K-State. You know, so that was disappointing to say. You and I got blown out. Iowa State got blown yep. out. It's always fun when at least a local makes the women's Sweet 16. Then I'll, I'll watch a little bit more. Right. And now with the domination, you kind of just, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't care a lot. But I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's basketball I'm, to me. Yeah, but I, I, I can't I will watch. watch I, I'll tell you when, when I will watch. I will watch a little bit of the women's Final Four. Yeah. And then I'll watch some of the women's championship game just because I want to see if Gino Ariema tells his team to just bury them yeah. <laughs> by 35. I hope they get beat. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Well, they played a close game this year with Maryland, who is they in did. their region, I think. I yeah. think they play in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Going back to the Off-shooting bracket. night. That's another thing. You know, we I bring this up because it annoys me with wrestling. I mean, wrestling got lost in the shuffle last week. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about Corey Clark. No. You saw it. You saw it. I saw it. Flip and do, yeah. do the old flip yep. yeah, to takes, Terry Brands. Yeah. Boom. After he wins the national championship, what that kid went through, it gets lost in the shuffle. It does. I love wrestling. I know you do. You, you didn't even bring it up on the put, show. Not once. Yeah. Move that dang thing to April. It's lost. Enough. Enough with the, well, you know, we sell it out every, yes, you sell it out. You know, TV ratings were up a little bit. I saw the, the release okay. from ESPN. They were up. They, I think they're up 8%. Great. You know what? It'd go up 80% if you put it in April. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why keep beating your head against the wall with this when you're completely lost? And same thing for the women's tournament. Maybe just move it back a week. 
Yeah, they move, could do that. It's lost in the shuffle as well. Move it back a week yeah. and, and go this way. All right, so starting yesterday, well, and they, they like to go Friday through Monday. Do that. Yeah. We'd have games on right now. Mm-hmm. And you know what we'd be watching right now? Oh, we'd be watching We'd it. be watching the women's We games. would. We, we'd have that on. Yeah. It would be more of a talker. But when it's matched up exactly with the men's side, it also gets lost. I, Does that go back to stubbornness that, you have to put us on the same time as the guys? Well, you know, is it something with a quality? I, I don't know, but you would think that ESPN would come to him and say, hey, yeah, you know, we got plenty of programming to fill. It's still before the baseball season. Right. You're not worried about that. Yeah. You just move things back. You do that. You have then your national championship game. You know, you can play, maybe move the semifinals up to the way the men have it. It'll mm-hmm. just be a week later. Now, that's always Master's Week. Right. But it would be Saturday night yes. after the yeah. Masters. Yeah, is the Masters isn't playing. And then Monday night with yeah. the championship. Yeah, and then a week later, then you got NCAA wrestling. Sure. Who's the NCAA president right now? <laughs> Everett. Mark Everett. Get him on the phone for me. Jim. I'll call him for you. I know you know he's, people. He's on. He's on speed dial. Okay, give yeah. him a call. Get him on the phone. I got ideas. You do. I'm going to fix this thing. Look, I'm to be perfectly honest with you. I'm with you on this. I I really am. I I, I I'll and I'm and I'll be honest. I did not watch one spot of wrestling. Yeah. Not one. I knew Clark won because I saw it on Twitter. Right, and, right. And, oh, great. Okay, good. Cool. That's it. Mm-hmm. Because I was so dialed in to basketball. It's the, it's the yeah. weekend of basketball yes. every year. Yes. And you put it in the middle of it. It doesn't make a lick of no, sense. No, it doesn't. Jimmy B and TC, Big Talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Menards Home Improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything in the store including thousands of sale items. Whether it's simple updates or large renovations, you'll save 11% on all of it. Now's the perfect time to finish those projects and get ready for the next big thing. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menards. Sale ends March 25th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping the Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spot West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spot West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spot West Glen. And the Spot West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, fun having John Bonacamp on. Always some good information that we get out of John. Matt Nelson uh, for Iowa State will join us, what, roughly about 10 minutes or so? Yep, yep, you got it. Okay. Uh, wide right Natty Light will dive into uh, the contract situation for both Fenley and Prome with him. We'll kind of ask his thoughts on Iowa State's basketball year, and then we'll uh, dive into some football with him as well. Let's uh let's put a baseline here as we sit on March twenty fourth, getting sure. ready for the next uh, set of Sweet Sixteen games tonight. Yes, what's the baseline for next year? Next year only for the Big Four, college basketball wise. Mm-hmm. For Drake, it's to find a coach. I mean that that's their number one. <laughs> that's, yes, without they, a guy using them to, <laughs> to leverage for more money. 
Hello, Hatfield Club. You should see that coming. Oh, man. Talk to me. Call me. Call me. I'll I'll tell you how to handle that deal. So, Jeez Louise. Find a coach. Yeah. And just, I mean, there is no expectation for year one. For a program like that. No. Don't go over. You know, win some games. That That's it. So that's easy enough. You and I. Yes. What about the Panthers? Disappointing this year, even though they finished third. They did. They but were it, picked third in the conference. But it was a disappointing season the way that it played out. Yeah, down the stretch, yes. getting blown out in the fashion yes. that they did to Wichita, getting bounced in the first round by Missouri Correct. State down in St. Louis. You lose Jeremy Morgan, but you still have pieces. Bennett Cook showed promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were times where he played incredibly well. There were times where he disappeared for games at a time. You have that. Clint Carlson, you talk about up and down. Those guys, if both those guys are consistent next I, year. That's what I thought they were going to be more consistent right. this year. Figure, hey, they're upperclassmen yeah. now, they're juniors, yeah. but it, it never came to You're right. If, and it, that's a big if. Yes. If those two guys are consistent all year, mm-hmm. I think they have enough to be right there. Certainly upper division. Not going to be NCAA tournament good, anything like that. But but upper division, again, finish in the top half of the league, be around 500. It, that's a realistic baseline, I think, for you. I think so. So let's go next to Iowa State. You got the Cyclones. I think they are the great unknown. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a good indicator what Iowa has. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa State, we got nothing. Right. Yeah. With Iowa, they have so much returning. Yes. We've also, you know, the three recruits that they have. Right. Well, we know it's those three guys. They don't have any open scholarships, anything like that. Iowa State... They got the guys coming in, mm-hmm. and they got the Lewis kid from Milwaukee. I really like every time I watch his film. I think I like him more. Okay, uh, six foot six can really shoot it well. Uh-huh. You know, for that he's got that lanky, long, long lanky yeah. athlete look. That Will Clyburn kind of look yeah, to him, but he but he shoots it yep. better than you would think for a guy like that with his kind of athleticism. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Uh, the kid from Texas, a little lukewarm there, and then of course what you have with uh, Wigginton coming in, right? Wigginton, yes. So, but they also have what three open scholarships they right do. now? Three they open do. scholarships. So because Simeon Carter is yeah. is transferring. So you're looking at transfers. Yes. Fifth year transfers. Yes. Guys that'll be eligible right away. I mean, there there's a myriad of different directions. Can, can they go. can they find another DeAndre Kane? Well, <laughs> there's another one out there. Yeah. And and that that changes the complexity. Well, but yeah. I've talked about this with you a lot this week, Jim. Yep. The market is so different, even when they got DeAndre Kane. Right. Now, DeAndre Kane's options at the time. Do you, do you remember what they oh, were? I, yeah, they were they were limited. Right. Uh, Let's see if I can find that. Okay. You mean who was chasing him besides uh, Fred Hoiberg? Right. Okay. Because there were a few decent ones at the time. Here we go. All right. Da, 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 going through. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they have. Did they list some of the uh, opportunities that he was considering? Nothing on that one. I'll keep looking here. Okay. But the transfer market is different. We know that. Yes. It, it's much different than it was, you know, just a few years ago. So mm-hmm. there's more teams involved. There are bigger name programs that are willing to do it. More in that sense, and and people have seen how successful it is. They they see the success at Iowa State, sure. and says, well, "We better do that as well. Yeah. We can't fall behind." So, it's not as easy as you know, they got got their pick for a couple of years of the best transfers out there. It's not that easy anymore. No, I think because now coaches saw the success that Hoiberg had at Iowa State, mm-hmm. 
and have decided, you know what, we've got an empty scholarship opportunity here. Let's give that a try. Right. If we hit on one guy who can really help us, then we've hit a home run. You know, we're only talking about one thing here. Does Prome with those scholarships, does he not just a a a, a fifth-year transfer guy, does he go to the J.C.? Does he go to junior yeah. college and try to snatch somebody out of there that he believes could immediately help the team be successful? Just found it for uh, DeAndre Kane, okay. by the way. Memphis made a strong push okay. late. USC and St. Mary's, the others that were under consideration. Okay. So we're not talking blue bloods. Then. No. Good program. No, but, but, yeah. but also Iowa State at that time had had hey, look what happened with Royce White. That's correct. You know, they, they were yeah. able to show that, and it kind of cultivated forward. You know, you mentioned going the JUCO. So what do they need? You know, what, As you're building this roster, you still got pieces to build. Yes. You look around what they have. They need... They need another interior player because you just can't sol- ask Solomon Young to, you know, do that for 40 minutes. Is Cameron Lard, you know, what are they, what do they have there? You know, that's, a, that's another unknown. We don't know. With those two guys, are you looking at a stretch four? Is it a prototypical five man? Mm-hmm. Do you like the way that you were able to play with Solomon Young as your five and you say, you know, we really don't need that. We'd like to, like to get another athletic front court player with some size, kind of built like I Young. Don't think, I don't think any coach would turn down the opportunity to get a 6'10 guy right. who is can, can get up and down the court. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be a great scorer from the outside, but a defender and rebounder, that would fit perfectly into what Iowa State would be looking for. Can't be a stiff, though. Can't be a stiff, no. I mean, they, no. they had a guy that's built like that. We didn't ever get to see how he played in Simeon Carter. You got it. Maybe that's just not the style the pro wants to play. Maybe. And in the Big 12, you, you can get away with that. Mm-hmm. You absolutely can. So well, we'll talk a little bit coming up with Matt Nelson about roster construction. Yeah, we'll do for that. For me, the baseline, though, NIT. They get to the NIT next year. Success might not be the right word, but I think that's a realistic baseline. If you, hey, we got to get to the tournament. We've been there six straight years. Right. Well, that A, that's the first time it's ever happened in program history. And if you take a dip back and you're still over 500 in the NIT, it's not that bad of a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad of a thing. I think it's going to depend on, A, what the remaining guys, the carryover from this year, mm-hmm. A, all, B, how well Solomon Young improves in the offseason. I think that's going to be key. And then see what how they fill in the gaps and where Prome goes shopping. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Uh, we're coming right back, and we will dive into Iowa State. Big Talker, 1700. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
It feels great to be invited, and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at Billion Buick GMC. Whether you're shopping for a new Buick, GMC, or a certified pre-owned, you deserve nothing less. Our knowledgeable, friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the VIP experience. We are professional great and always have a large, competitively priced inventory here for your convenience. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clyde or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Your business is growing, which means now you need to hire more people. Oh, the searching. The emails. Where do we start? ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, ZipRecruiter makes hiring simple. One click and your job is posted to over 200 job sites. Use ZipRecruiter's dashboard to easily screen and evaluate candidates and find the right hire fast. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. Now try ZipRecruiter free. Just click the banner now or go to ZipRecruiter.com slash easy hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash easy hire. I'm Kevin Kugler with an NCAA tournament schedule preview. Sweet 16 action continues today from the South Region in Memphis, where all four top seeds made the cut. The one seed North Carolina will face Butler, and Kentucky takes on UCLA. East Region games in New York City will pair Wisconsin with Florida and Baylor with South Carolina. To make sure you don't miss any of the action, tune into Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the NCAA tournament right here. State Farm knows that life is like college basketball. Having the right combination can make all the difference. Driving to the rim and singing fight songs. Fight! 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 With all your might! Fight! Good combination. Driving to the mall and singing fight songs. Shop! 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 Until we drop! Drop! Dad! And I will stop, stop, stop. Bad combination. At State Farm, we know the power of a good combination. Talk to an agent for help combining your home and auto into a plan that's right for you. State Farm, here to help life go right. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. 
All right, everybody, we continue on here. Uh, White Right, Natty Light. That's the moniker for our next guest. It's always fun when we have a chance to have a chat with Matt Nelson. Uh, He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Matt, before we get into Iowa State stuff, how does your bracket look? Oh, man. Um, My bracket looks about as good as as my younger sister's bracket, if not worse than hers. So my little sister, who knows very little about basketball, actually did a better job of picking a bracket than I did. So it never fails. That's, uh, that's very reassuring, isn't it? Yeah, it never fails. That's always the way it is. Trent and I had a conversation like that. Yeah. It's always somebody who says, oh, I like their uniforms. I'm taking, I'm taking that team. We do all this homework and everything, and we get blown out of the water. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at metrics. I look at you know momentum going into the tournament. Which, judging by the Sweet Sixteen this year, that or, or uh, excuse me, who's made to the Elite Eight thus far? That doesn't really matter. No. But yeah, my uh, my sister picked on schools she liked or she liked the mascot, and so far she's kicking the crap out of all of us in our family <laughs> bracket pool. So. That's great. Uh, That's always, great. Always the way it seems to go. Yeah. Well, with that. Uh, let's jump into Matt a little bit about the Iowa State team. Uh, I read a tweet earlier that I really got a kick in, a kick out of the way Kansas is playing last night. I know there are plenty of Cyclone fans out there that were uh, hopeful that they'd be playing, but the way Kansas played last night, maybe it's a good thing Iowa State wasn't there in Kansas City. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, it, that was a, a pretty even game for 25 minutes. And again, as it should be, you've got the Big Ten and the Big 12 regular season champions squaring off, but. Uh, at some point, apparently, Kansas just decided to go thermonuclear on Purdue last night. <laughs> um, it was like they wheeled out the Death Star for the last 15 minutes. I, I've never really seen – I mean, Kansas has played well this season, but I would say that, actually, in my opinion, I thought, I thought they were struggling going into the, to the conference tournament. I think you saw that with that loss to TCU. They escaped with a lot of narrow victories this year. But, uh, quite frankly, last night has to be terrifying if you're a team that's going to make the Elite Eight or the Final Four. I, I'm not sure – uh, if Kansas is playing this well and it continues, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to come within 10 points from, from the West of the way out. It, it was a good ball game, and at seven points at the half, Purdue, when they opened up the second half, cut it to four right away, and then it was like somebody just flipped the switch, and Kansas, you're right, they went nuclear. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, and I think what really showed itself was, uh, um, again, we I've talked about this on your show with you guys, and you hear it a lot now, but Guard play really determines um, team success as they get later in the tournament. And, um, you know, Purdue's guards are capable. Surely they, they, they turned in a good performance against Iowa State. But mm-hmm. uh, Kansas' guards are just so much more athletic between uh, LeGerald Vick and Frank Mason and Devontae Graham. I, I, you just really saw that last night. Purdue's guards looked like they shouldn't even have been on the same, uh, in the same building as Kansas' guards. And, and you know, the, the Jayhawks also did a nice job of, of neutralizing those two big guys down low. But, I think we're really starting to see that. As, I, I would say it's more than a trend now. Uh, it takes elite guard play to, to advance in the tournament if you want to have a shot at winning the whole thing. So, Matt, uh, let's get to Iowa State here and, and a look back at this season and this group as a whole. We haven't talked to you since uh, the loss against Purdue, but just looking back upon it, what this group has done over four or five years in the case of Naz Long, a year and a half for Burton, but but still uh, all guys that have a big impact on this program. How is this group as a whole going to be remembered in your mind in, in Cyclone lore? Uh, you know, it's a great question. I wrote a piece about it um, right after the loss to Purdue on Sunday. 
you can find that over wideratnatylight.com. And it was kind of touched on the legacy of these of these uh, seniors, and it's kind of tied into the guys that came before him as well. I think when you talk about the run that a guy like Naslong and, and Monte Morris had, George Niang and Melvin Edgem kind of factor into that conversation as well. But it's just impressive. Um, I think it's, it's quite frankly a little bit unprecedented when you look at um, – for one, the, the three conference tournament championships. I know that that's not the same as regular season championship, but that does mean a lot. Not only you know is it an automatic bid to the to the tournament, but it is you know you winning against your, you know your entire field late in March when it really matters. Um, I think the the NCAA tournament runs are impressive, and you know the Cyclones have had some tough luck in the tournament thus far between Yang breaking his foot way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think against Purdue, it was we all thought it would be a great matchup, and I think if Iowa State would have shot better, it would have been a good matchup. But, again, on paper, you look at you know Iowa State drawing the Big Ten regular season champ with two essentially two seven-footers. That's not, uh, not the ideal four or five matchup you would look for in the NCAA tournament. But, uh, you know, I think, in my opinion, Trent, the, the biggest thing that I'm going to think about with these seniors is uh, where they've taken the program to since they came in as freshmen. Um, especially when you consider where Iowa State basketball was 10 years ago. You know, Wayne Morgan got the Cyclones to the tournament um, in 2004, 2005 that season, but that was a team that ended up in an 8-9 game, and he knew nothing serious was ever going to come of that. And, and we all kind of knew that that experiment wasn't going to work out. And, and Greg McDermott was a, a bit of a reach, but, you know, maybe not a bad hire that just ended up uh, completely the wrong way for the Cyclones. And, and things were pretty dire when Fred, Ho- when Fred Hoiberg took over. So for a team, you know, that was winning – 10 games a year consistently and, and losing almost 15 conference games a year to now be a team that's made the tournament six times in a row. Um, and it's kind of talked about in the same breath as some of those more elite programs. You know, the Cyclones kind of hang around the top 25 every year now, it seems like. To me, that's what I'll always take the most out of, out of their tenure names was just that the heights that they've taken this program to. And, and in my opinion, how well they set it up for the future because when you win like that, it just makes everything easier, including recruitment. Uh, let me just follow up then with what has taken place. Uh, A.D. Jamie Pollard has given Bill Fenley, the women's coach, a uh, extension and a raise, and he did the same with Steve Prohm, now getting him up to a $2 million salary so that his salary is competitive now in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, your thoughts on the money and the extension? Yeah, I'll talk about both for a little bit, too. I think some people are um, maybe in the camp that Fenley is kind of the game has maybe passed him by a bit and that he should consider retirement. But I, I saw a crazy stat today. I think it was he's been here for 22 seasons and Iowa State has made the tournament 20 times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just unprecedented. And I think with the way that Iowa State fans show up at women's games, in my opinion, it's, it's Bill Fenley's program to run until he wants to step down. Um, and I think he's shown that he can still recruit. Iowa State always has, you know, top 25 recruiting classes. As far as Steve Prohm goes, you know, not that, I won't say that this was overdue, um, I wasn't actually sure what Jamie, what is Jamie Paul's approach was going to be. I know obviously something like uh, a shocking that we saw with Brad Underwood departing. I personally, I didn't think the Big 12 would have any vacancies going into the offseason with the way that the league performed this year. So uh, I'm happy that they offered him more money. I think uh, it kind of helps him hold par with the rest of the coaches in the Big 12, as you mentioned. It's more competitive, uh, but at the same time, it's not reaching too far. You look at how much he gets paid. I believe Scott Drew makes about two and a half million a year. Um, and, you know, you could even say that Scott Drew maybe deserves to be paid more than that. He's right. a guy that has had some bad luck in the first round of the tournament, but it seems like his teams are perennially hanging around the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, and, and the bracket's kind of opened up in front of him yet again this year if they can win tonight. So 
I think I think it's comparable. I, 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 and maybe you know this trend. I think Fran McCaffrey probably makes around the same. I'm pretty sure he's maybe a tick over two million annually. Yep. So it, it just seems like a nice competitive raise, and, and I don't expect it to go up much in the future. But um, I, I'm glad that they didn't overreach and, and pay him some of the um, eye popping salaries you've seen other coaches get. All right, Matt, last thing for me, I'll let Jim finish up with you here. Roster construction with the four open scholarships after uh, the transfer announcement from Simeon Carter. Grad transfer route, there's already been a ton of names going on uh, that have been thrown out there. A lot of moving pieces, over 700 transfers last year. What do they need and where? Did, what direction do you think they're going to go as they look to build that roster for next year? You know, it's a great question, and it was kind of, mainly just speculation up until today. I think Steve Prohm made a, a few comments to the press. Um, I think what they're, what they're looking for is, is two guys that can compete right away this next season and then a, a few to stash for the future. And the way I see that taking form trend is probably one graduate transfer uh, at the guard spot for sure. I think Iowa State is, is pretty set in the post uh, headed into the future, and a lot of those players they have are quite young as well, assuming they develop. But I think they'll go after a, a graduate transfer guard um, Dwayne Wilson is a kid from Marquette who started out, you know, had put up great numbers his first two seasons and has really tailed off. So I'm not sure that'll probably be a name that gets connected to Iowa State, but I'm not sure what, what, what the interest level is there. But I think they'll go that route. And with the other kid they're looking for, I know there's a few uh, high school prospects that they've looked at um, as late additions to this class, or I actually wouldn't be surprised to see them go um, the junior college route. There's a few pretty highly touted uh, kids, one from Iowa Western and one from a community college in Kansas, if I remember correctly, that, are, that Iowa State is in on, and I think they've got a good chance to land one or two of those. Uh, and those are kids that, you know, they can maybe contribute right away, but for coming from the junior college level, they also might be looked at to, uh, to impact the Cyclones um, further down the road. And then I think they will go after one guy that uh, is going to sit for a year. Um, and a name to keep an eye on is um, Shayok from Virginia. I know okay. it was all over the news. Virginia had three transfers, three players transfer in as many days. Um, and Shayok is a kid who's from Canada, uh, knows Naslong, I believe, and had originally committed to Marquette. So uh, I think the program's kind of familiar with him. So, uh, And they, I think he's a player that'll sit one year and then have one to play as well. But it's going to be interesting to see what Steve Prom does. I, I just don't know with the way two grad transfers turned out this season for the Cyclones. I'm not sure that he's going to bank two scholarships in that going forward. Okay, 45 seconds. We're out of time since you're so uh, mouthy today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Joel Lanning, already starting linebacker. Your thoughts? From what I've heard, he's playing well. You know, to be honest, I was a little bit skeptical at first, but he certainly has the side and I, the size, and I think he's got the quickness to be that that run stopper that the Cyclones are looking for. Um, might be surprising to other people, but I think Campbell just wants to get the best players on the field. Thank you, buddy. You have a great weekend. Enjoy all the basketball. Sorry, your bracket's toast. My bracket is awful it, it looks like the bay of pigs right now but hopefully your guys is doing better <laughs> it is not it is no, not no matt. we're toast be good matt we'll talk to you again soon <laughs> same to you guys see ya all right that's fun matt nelson wide right natty light.com it's always a good read there on the draft house 50 hotline the big games play here westwood one sports on des moines station for news talk sports 1700 kbgg the weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. 
The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. This is Charles Osgood. There are a lot of complicated things in life. Rocket science, taxes, and tying a bow tie. But insurance does not have to be one of those complicated things. Your local independent agency representing auto owners insurance will sit down and customize a plan just for you. So instead of trying to muddle through it all online yourself, contact your local independent auto owners agency. In Creston, call Tyler Insurance Services at 641-782-5503. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average a household with at least one credit card struggles with over 10000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. We've helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our debt re Reset program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our debt reset program is customized to get you debt free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over 10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800-832-1507. Now, there are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the debt reset program can work for you. 800-832-1507. That's 800-832-1507. Again, 800-832 This is Charles Osgood. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-